As we begin today, I want to I want to talk to you about something, something that I'm going to bring up for the next three weeks, and then I'll say no more about it. You know, uh, I've been excited now. It's been, I believe, over four years and 300 episodes uh, to spend time with you through Slingstones. It's free. It will always be free. But I think it's important for me to let you know that it is not without cost. And for the next four weeks, this week and three others, I simply want to give you the opportunity, if you feel so led, to give a small gift that could help support what we're doing here in Slingstones. Not obligated. In no way will this affect uh, your ability to access Slingstones. It's just the fact that, well, we have to have an editor and a producer and equipment, and over time, those costs, uh, they accumulate. So here's the thing. If you would like to give a small gift, $10, $25, $50, whatever it is, go to the healingcare.org website. When you get there, you'll see in the far right corner in the header a place where it says Donate. Just hit that and go, and you'll see some options there. Just let it sit there at general fund, and then you can give either through PayPal, which is the one that's highlighted, or underneath it another tab in which you can attach a credit card. Also, if you want to send a check, you can find the address there and do that as well. Please know this. None of this money is going to go to me. I do this free. I'm excited about it. I love spending this time with you. But... It could help us with some of the costs. So if you feel so led, if God so moves you, that's a way that you can support what we're doing here in Slingstones. But again, no obligation, nothing's going to change, and you'll be able to access this for free for as long as I'm involved. May God bless you. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the strong name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we want more of Jesus. We want to know that we belong to you, Father. We want to experience the comfort of your presence. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you, and we know that in heaven today, all the elders and all those that have gone before are praising you, and we add our praise to this moment. And dear Holy Spirit, move in our hearts. Change us. Help us. Transform us that we might be more like Jesus, that we can walk the way of Jesus, the way that Jesus walked the way. It's in your name, Lord, we pray. Amen. One of the opportunities I've had numerous times over the past 10 years is to speak at the Ohio State chapter of Crew. Crew is the new name, if you will, for Campus Crusade. They have a fantastic ministry on the campus of Ohio State, and I've been able to talk to students at retreats and their weekly gatherings. But most recently, I was invited to speak to the leadership, uh, those that work for Crew there on Ohio State campus. The head of this ministry there is Bacho Bordazzi, I believe is the way you say his last name. I love Bacho, a great man, a man who loves the Lord and who has dedicated himself there to help people find Jesus. And he invites me to come and to share. And so I went, and, and before I went, this is what he said. He said, you know, there's a lot of anxiety that's being experienced on the campus of Ohio State because of what they've 
experienced over the last two years with COVID and in class, not in class. And we could just use some help as to how to approach the students at Ohio State University with our ministry because of the degree of anxiety that they have been experiencing. Well, that was a great opportunity, and I spent a whole afternoon with their leaders and was very grateful to do so. But what I shared with them is something that I want to share with you because I think all of us, to some degree, experience in life these seasons of trial and seasons of anxiety. I know I do, and I'm guessing you probably do. And absolutely, the last couple years have not been easy, and they're not getting a whole lot easier buying cars, prices are out of control. We're hoping to do a building project for the Healing Care Center and getting materials are very, very difficult and families have been disrupted and things have been hard. And so I wanna share these thoughts that really center around four words that have been introduced by the psychiatrist Daniel Siegel and supported by my good friend, the psychiatrist Kurt Thompson. They're four things that all people need in order to grow into the people that God intends us to be. And their conversations have a lot to do with attachment issues, which I'm not going to really focus on, although indirectly, that's what this is about. What do we need to receive from others in order that we can grow, in order that we can experience strength, in order that we can more fully become the people, emerge as the people that God intends us to be. So again, these words come from the sources I've mentioned, but I want to apply them today to this conversation we're having about what is it that we need? Now, by the way, there's two ways in which to look at these words. One is what I need. The other one is what I can give to other people. So let's look at them together. And I hope that to someday this stimulates some thought. To some way, in some way, they stimulate some thought. It's a conversation probably for you with other folks, but enable us to understand more of what it is that we need and what it is that we can give and what it is that God wants us to receive from him. So the first word is this. Everybody needs to be seen. Now, by seeing, I'm not talking about the fact that we just notice that they are there. But everybody needs to have this sense that they are valued, that they can be respected, that they bring something to the moment that is important, that they're noticed. This is really important. And it's something that God has placed in our hearts, a longing that we have from the very first day that we step into this world. A friend of mine, Summer Gross, is writing a book, and she sent me the uh, basic outline of the book proposal, and it starts with a quote from Kurt Thompson, and his quote is this, that the, the very first need we have is to we come out of the womb searching for a face that is searching for us. Do you hear that? Searching for a face that is searching for us. And that's one of the first longings we have in life, and it doesn't go away. 
all of us, no matter who we are, we want to know that we are appreciated for the uniqueness of who we are and that we can be respected for that. So again, the two focal points here are one, you need to be seen. You are a wonder. You are a special gift. But also, as you're walking through life today, you're going to encounter people and see them, notice them. It makes a great difference. It reduces the anxiety that people experience. I know it does for me. But the second characteristic that Siegel introduces to us is everybody not only needs to be seen, they need to know that they are safe. Now, safe doesn't mean that we'll never be hurt. Safe means that we're embraced in such a way that we are allowed to grow. We are allowed to fail and still be accepted. That when we skin our knees, that we are not thrown outside the camp, but in fact, we are embraced. Safety is being in an environment that allows us to take risks and yet stays right there with us as we do. It is so easy for us to, well, let me make it personal, for me to develop an attitude of judgment. But the truth of the matter is that does very, very little to help anyone, especially to help myself. What we need is to be in an environment where we're recognized as the unique human being we are and given the opportunity to grow even when we fail and still have a place at the table, still be part of the community, and still be appreciated. We all need that. And we can give that to individuals without coming to those who have skinned their knees with a spirit of judgment, but instead a sense of empathy and a sense of understanding. Well, the third word that is used is the word soothed. And it means that when people do have a difficulty, that we come around them in an empathic way to encourage, to care, to touch. To hear their story, both the good parts and the bad parts, and by our very presence, be able to communicate that it's okay. We're going to move forward. We're going to get to the other side. Seen, safe, soothed, I need it, you need it, the people around us need it. It's something that we can give in this day. It's something we also long to receive. And then the final word is secure. And basically secure is, if you will, the sum of receiving the other three qualities from people. When we are seen, when we are safe, when we are soothed, we find a place to stand. We find a community where we can rest, a place where we know we are welcomed in and embraced, and yet in that embrace, not controlled, but encouraged. You see, when I was talking to the students, student leaders, if you will, at CREW, I was saying it's true that, that many students right now are coming to universities and they are anxious, no more anxious than adults that aren't at the university, but there's something that we can do in the way we approach them. If we get to know them and care about them and hear their story, if we treat them with dignity and honor, if they know that even in their 
<clears throat> their flaws, that they are safe with us and that we will help them. And that with our words and facial expression and body posture and resources, we will help to soothe and bring them back to homeostasis. That then that gives them a sense of security that they can walk out in the world without that high degree of anxiety knowing there is a place for them. Now, I want to come to what I think is the most important part of this conversation. These characteristics, these four qualities are precisely what God wants us to receive from him. I know that many times I've referred to the blessing in Numbers chapter 6, but have you ever thought about it in terms of these words? The Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine on you, be gracious to you, turn his face toward you, give you peace, put his name on you. If you think about those words, these are God's way of saying, I see you in all of your uniqueness. And I want you to be safe with me and know that I will keep you. And that he, he looks toward us and he longs to be gracious toward us. And he wants us to walk into this world with a sense of peace and security that we belong to him because his name has now been placed upon us. All right, let me make this personal for you. With God, the Father in heaven, who sent his son out of love so that we can experience union with him again, you are seen as unique and special and amazing, even on your worst day. And you're like the rest of us. There are probably times in which your flaws have come forward and you've stumbled and you've made mistakes, but with God, you are safe. He wants to encourage you and strengthen you to get up and move on. And that when you do hurt, he will bring you his peace and he can soothe you because you are forever secure. The promise of God that comes in Romans 8 is that nothing will separate you from God's love, not even your own mistakes and your own flaws. And so, on this day may you know he sees you and you're important to him, and you're also important to me. God bless you.